Please check the description for the trigger warning. Four hours later, there were finally some creaking movements outside the room and low talking voices. It seemed Feng Xin was bidding farewell to his father and mother. Feng Xin's voice was extremely low. The queen's voice was choked with sobs and the king didn't say much, but there was a lot of coughing. A moment later, the door opened, then the door closed, and Feng Xin's voice vanished, the sound of his footsteps going far away. Feng Xin had left. Xilin was still shut in the room, emotionless and expressionless, and a moment later, he closed his eyes. He'd finally left. Ever since Mu Qing had left, Xilin had always been terrified of this. Because he was too scared, today, Xilin could no longer endure the torment of this fear. Rather than dragging it out, like sharpening a knife, to slowly grind away all the kindness and friendship, until there was nothing left, until finally both hated the sight of each other and held grudges, it was better that things exploded sooner. Before Feng Xin went, he was afraid. Now that Feng Xin had gone, he wasn't scared any longer. But even though he wasn't afraid anymore, he was in deeper agony. Originally, Xilin had had a one in a million bit of hope at the bottom of his heart. He hoped that, even if he was to admit that he had done the things he shouldn't have, even if he had become the worst of himself like this, Feng Xin would still stay. After all, ever since the year he turned 14, when Feng Xin was selected to be his bodyguard, the two had never left each other's sides. While they were master and servant, they were more so friends. Outside of the him who was the crown prince, Feng Xin didn't care for anyone else. At most, maybe the king and the queen. But Feng Xin really left. Xilin had already guessed this to be the end, but he also couldn't stand this end either, and he couldn't take it for the moment. Just then, outside the silent room, came the queen's voice. My son, I'm so sorry. Xilin crawled up from his bed and opened the door, went out and said tiredly, it's none of your business. The king and the queen were both sitting at the old and creaky table. The queen said, Father and mother dragged you down and made you do bad things for our sakes and even made you and Feng Xin argue. Xilin forced a smile. What bad things? Aren't tales and legends all full of stories of stealing from the rich to help the poor? Since Feng Xin is gone, he's gone. It's pretty good, actually. With him gone, things will be more relaxed. Relaxed on both sides. You two just focus on healing. Tomorrow, we can go buy the best medicine. However, the king glared at him. I won't use that money. The queen quietly elbowed him. Shillian demanded. Then, what do you want? The king coughed a few more times. You, go chase after Feng Xin and bring him back. I don't want this kind of money. 
Although the queen was elbowing him, she also agreed. Yeah, why don't you go chase after Feng Xin? He's your most loyal servant and your best friend. There's no more loyal servant, Shilian said. Since there's money, just use it. Don't ask for anything else. I told you, there are some things you don't understand. After a long silence, in the end, the queen said, I'm so sorry, my son. Mum and Dad can see. You have been struggling very hard on your own. But Mum and Dad are only mortals. We can't help you at all. And we need your care too. Shilin had no more energy to keep talking, implicated them with empty words of comfort before sending them back to their rooms. In order to help himself clear his mind, Shilin unwrapped the bandages and stripped off all of his clothes, took a rough bath, then passed out. He passed out so hard that when he woke the next day, he wondered blearily, how come Feng Xin didn't wake me? It was a good moment, before he remembered that Feng Xin had left. Xilin flipped over and sat up, fell in a daze, and remembered another thing. Even if Feng Xin had left, what about his father and mother? How come his father and mother didn't come to rouse him either? Usually, at this time, he would have heard the sound of the king coughing. That sound had never ceased, so why was it so quiet today? For some reason, Shilin suddenly felt uneasy. He put on his clothes and got out of bed, grabbed for his silk band, but found it wasn't there. Then he pushed open the door to the room next door. Mother, have you seen my... The moment he pushed open the door, both his pupils instantly shrank to two very small dots. He found his white silk band. That white silk band was hung on the beam, and it also dangled two unmoving figures, their bodies long and stiffened. It was his father and mother. Shilin wondered if perhaps he was still in a dream, and he swayed, reaching out to support himself against the wall. But he was swaying so much, he didn't catch on properly, so he slipped down along the wall instead. He sat on the ground, his hands covering his face, and a sudden abrupt difficulty in breathing choked him. He cried and laughed, laughed and cried. I, 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 I. He rambled and mumbled to no one. Then he added, It wasn't, no. I, wait, I. You can't, I. Finally, not even complete words could come out and he turned around and screamed, smashing his own head against the wall over and over. He should have known. His father was such a conservative and traditional king, and his mother was a mother who couldn't bear the sight of her loved one's suffering, especially since he was suffering for their sake. Both of them were nobility who were raised in prestige. That they could hang on all the way thus far was already a miracle. Shilian smacked his head against the wall for over a hundred times and mumbled, Feng Xin, my father and mother, are gone. No one was listening. Only then did he realize he needed to bring his parents' corpses down. After lowering them, 
Shilin acted like he had nothing left to do and walked around the house. He saw upon the table that there were a few plates of hard-looking dishes that were now cold. They were what he made the queen take away without eating a single bite the night before. Now, he pulled them over absent-mindedly and ate everything, not daring to leave behind a single leaf, afraid to miss a single grain of rice. After he ate, he started puking. All of a sudden, Shilin grabbed that white silk band and threw it over the beam and put his own head through the knot. Waves of suffocation assaulted him, yet he remained clear-minded, even when his eyes filled with blood, his collarbones cracking, he still remained conscious. Then for some reason, as he hung there, that white silk band suddenly loosened on its own. Shirlian fell heavily to the ground, and in the midst of dizziness, he found that the white silk band had actually started moving by itself without any breeze. Like it was a venomous snake, it started coiling. This thing had conceived its own spirit. With the injection of spiritual power, having been dyed with Shelian's blood, and even having hung two royals to death, if Shelian could die, then it'd be three. Such a white silk band, carrying such a deep resentment and evil, it'd be more strange if it didn't turn into a spirit. The little spirit who had only just arrived in this world didn't understand how it was born from a despairing situation at all, and happily drifted over to the one who gave it a soul, like it was hoping for an intimate gesture. However, Shilian had no eyes for it. He clutched his head and roared, Somebody, somebody, come kill me. He could only pray that someone would come right that second to take his life and help him break free from this endless pain and torture. Just then, from the far distance, there came the roaring sound of gongs and drums. Shailen panted harshly, his eyes bloodshot, and he wondered inwardly, Who? What is that? Some kind of power forced him to his feet, and he stumbled out to look. He walked for a long time before he finally realized that those were the sounds of celebrating the newly built Imperial Palace. After Yong'an was established as a new kingdom, and the royal capital was moved. Even the heavens were celebrating. All the one citizens of Shinla were now cheering for Yong'an. On the main street, everyone's faces bore such bright smiles, so familiar. Shilin remembered. This was also how the people at the Shinla imperial capital cheered during the Shangyuan heavenly ceremonial procession. Shilin staggered back and sat listlessly on the ground. Why must he witness the laughter and cheers of young unpeople just when the corpses of the king and queen of Shinla lay next to his feet? Shilin buried his face in his hands, crying and laughing. A moment later, he giggled. You won't get off so easily. A voice flashed in his mind. The human face disease, its resentment. The method to create the human face disease is... A savage light flashed in his eyes, 
and he suddenly dropped his voice. I won't let any of you off so easily. The expression on his face was like crying but laughing, like joy and sadness mixed together, and he slowly rose to his feet alongside the wall. Young on, forever peace, dream on, dream on forever. I curse all of you, I curse all of you, I want you all to die, perish completely. He laughed and laughed, and Shilin rushed out like a whirlwind. When he passed that mirror, he suddenly paused and whipped his head around. The him inside the mirror had already changed completely. What he was wearing wasn't those white cultivator robes that had been worn from washing, but snow-white funeral garb with expansive sleeves. His face was no longer his own face, but a half-crying, half-smiling, cry-smiling mask. If this was the Shillian from before, when he saw himself like this in the mirror, he would have screamed in horror. However, the him now wasn't scared at all. He laughed maniacally, as if he saw nothing, and he broke through the door while stumbling, dashing out. The old imperial capital of Schindler was now nothing more than a field of ruined wreckage. Nearby the wreckage, there were still some residents who fortunately survived, and refugees who had nowhere else to go. Ever since the human face disease erupted and the imperial city had fallen, this once glamorous capital had frequent haunting breezes, chilling to the bow. Today, it seemed to be especially chilling. A few of the disheveled beggars all disappeared, watching the skies as they fled. People sensed that something ominous was going to happen, so they best not linger in the streets. In front of the broken imperial city gates was the battlefield. Usually, not many dared visit. Now, there was only an old cultivator, running here, jumping there, catching some lost wandering spirits stuffing them into his sack once they were caught, preparing to tie them into lanterns. As he ran around, he suddenly discovered that at the edge of the battlefield, a strange white-clothed silhouette had appeared. It was truly strange, truly peculiar. He donned funeral garb, white robes, expansive sleeves, a band of white silk tied to a sleeve, floating along with the wind, like it was a lie. He was wearing a tragically pale mask, half of it crying, half of it smiling. That old cultivator shuddered violently, and before he knew why he was fleeing, his legs had already carried him out of the battlefield. Before his panic and dread had calmed, he stopped in his step and looked back. That white-clothed man didn't speak a single word and was strolling over the battlefield. Chilling wind whipped around, and with every step, he trampled the bones of those who died in war. Countless spirits of the dead were struggling and wailing on the soil. Even the air was black with resentment. That white-clothed man coldly asked, Do you hate? The dead souls wailed and cried. That white-clothed man took another few steps. The people you swore to protect and die for have now become citizens of the new kingdom. Do you hate? 
the wails of the dead souls now had shrieking mixed in. That white-clothed man said slowly, They've forgotten you who have died on the battlefield, forgotten your sacrifice, and are cheering for those who robbed away your lives. Do you hate? Amidst that shrieking came howling and roaring. That white-clothed man sharply called out, What's the use in screaming? Answer me. Do you hate? In the air, over the entire battlefield, there came the echoing of innumerable voices of resentment and agony. I hate. I hate. Kill. I want to kill them. That white-clothed man opened his arms toward them and reached out both hands. Come to my side. He enunciated each word. I promise, the people of Yong'an shall never know peace. The shrieking, howling, roaring, and crying shook the ground and crashed the heavens. The dead souls of the Shinla soldiers mingled with the deceased of those who had died from the human face disease, answered. And in that sky covered in black mist, they took shape. The old cultivator, who had witnessed the whole thing from afar, was already terrified. Thus, this is, in an instant, only three words appeared in his mind. White-clothed calamity. Just then, that white-clothed man heard the voice of a young man from behind him. Your Highness. He looked around. Since who knows when, a black-clad youth was already standing behind his person. Then, he was bowing down before him, bending one knee to the ground.